Welcome to a special episode of Carrying Wayward, a supernatural podcast for fans who aren't ready to let go and newcomers to the series who are ready to jump in. I'm Rochelle Castellano with Drew Showman and Marie Vigourou. In this New Year's episode, we're playing Canon or Fanon and having cocktails. Let's uh, keep this show in the roadhouse. oh there is so there is so much like devious pleasure and just like not not that doing the intro takes any like extreme effort but just like putting it on you for one day out of the year just feels good (laughs) i thought you were going to talk about the drinking but you know that works too (laughs) what are we drinking tonight would the ladies like to start just be polite all right so i am having what i call a jacting joyce explain (laughs) Jensen Ackles has often been the center of some very specific questions about his acting choices in Supernatural. And we'll be getting to that a little bit, particularly after season four. But for now, a lot of people have a lot of questions about creative decisions that he's made. And it's affectionately known within the fandom as a jacting Joyce for Jensen Ackles. What I'm actually having is Jensen's version or a modified version of Jensen's favorite drink, which is a Negroni. So just for the little story, a Negroni is usually equal parts gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. Jensen Ackles does not like this equal parts, so he uses three parts of gin, one part vermouth, and one part Campari. So I can't do three parts gin with the rest, so I do two parts gin, one part sweet vermouth, and one part Campari. And that is a Jacting Joyce. I will definitely have to try that, like the full 311. That sounds amazing. It's enough to knock you out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, been there, done that. Rochelle, what are you uh, sipping on today? Just a dry gin, dirty martini, my classic drink. (laughs) And I will complete the trifecta. I'm also going for gin. This is a drink a friend of mine came up with. It is a slight variation on a gin and tonic, because it really is just a gin and tonic with a heavy-handed pour of some Grand Marnier, which unfortunately the cork for my bottle broke, so it is now sitting in the fridge open, so I'm doing my best to finish it. So this is a lot more Grand Marnier than anything else. (laughs) And I will be refilling this after the show to finish it so as not to waste the booze. That's going to be a hangover tomorrow morning. (laughs) Don't call me tomorrow morning. I'll be pulling myself out of the grave. (laughs) We'll make sure not to bug you tomorrow morning. Drew, would you like to introduce what game we're going to be playing today? We are taking a second stab at the lovely game Canon or Fanon that was so popular with our listeners last year. This is where Mary and Rochelle will present me with scenes, situations, topics, themes from upcoming episodes, supposedly. And I have to discern whether these are canon to the series and will eventually be in our podcast, or if these are fan theories, fan fictions, or completely made up, potentially. And this year, as an added bonus, now that our listener base has grown, we have invited them to share as well, to my understanding, which means people who know us very well and know how gullible I can be are helping you write the rules, the the questions for this game. I am going to fail miserably, and I am so excited. So just so you're aware, it's not just you that's going to be answering the questions. It's you and Rochelle. I have a teammate this year. You had a teammate last year, too, just so you know. (laughs) 
I feel like you were both giving me the questions more last year. Like, I mean, we also drank a lot that year, so who knows how much I remember of that. I will say it was majoritarily Mary last year, and I did uh, I did review the questions somewhat. She would let me look at a few of them, but there was a lot that were secret because uh, Mary is the keeper of this game, and uh, she is going to lead us through, I want to say, which were what will probably be tragedy <laughs> over the <next. laughs> Yeah, at this point, I think my rule of thumb is going to be if I'm really not sure... If I feel like I would cry, it's probably real. This year, we got some really amazing suggestions, like you mentioned, from our listeners and particularly from our patrons. So thank you to everybody who made us suggestions. We honestly really appreciated it. I particularly appreciate it because I didn't have to rack my brain looking for stuff this year. I did decide, though, only to include those that didn't give away major plot points because we still want Drew to be surprised when those happen, right? So there are some things in there that I left because they don't really have to do with the the major stories, but some of them I just couldn't leave in there. Otherwise, like, we're just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. I'm, I'm ready to go when you guys are. Let's start with a bang. Canon or Fanon? Dean enjoys wearing female underwear. I'm going to let Drew take this one. Oh my God, this just seems like such a perfect, like, it could be a thing and it'll be explained away somehow, but given how macho and manly he is portrayed in so many ways, I'm going to have to go with Fanon. Rochelle? That ain't real. Canon. Canon! What? <laughs> this is the true shame of this game. There is a very, I'm assuming, you won't tell me any more than this. So I now have to wait. Can I get a season? Season five. I, I am... Mm. The fact that the show can still surprise me. The show will continue to surprise you, Drew. (laughs) Drew, this show will surprise you until the finale. And then in the finale, afterwards, once you're all done, it'll continue to surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Are we ready for a second one? Yeah, go for it. Canon or Fanon, the Impala is a sentient being. I can picture the inappropriate fan fictions written where this is true. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm going to go with canon. I, I truly believe Baby is sentient in some sense. Rochelle? I'm going to go with Fanon. It's Fanon. For, for Rochelle, I'm very much picturing the doctor speaking to the TARDIS kind of thing. <laughs> totally, in my mind, it is like canon, even though I know it's not. I wish it was. It's definitely one of those cases. And there is one episode where it gets like, it flirts with the idea. So there you go. I just want to mention that for people who are like, it's canon. (laughs) Even I will like excuse that. Like if it's a one-off episode where it's kind of like hinted at or joked about, meh. If it were like a full episode where the car gains sentience for like 24 hours and they get a day together, then it's, then it's canon. But um, Hmm. I'm a little bummed. Not going to lie. Sorry. All right. Dean is allergic to cats. Wait, no, because I know another character is potentially allergic to cats, so it would make no sense for them both to be allergic to cats, so I'm going to have to go with Fanon. Rochelle? Cannon. It's Cannon. <laughs> ah, damn it. I don't know why I had this, like, mental image that at some point, somehow through Twitter or conversation or TikTok, I figured out that Cass is allergic to cats. Is that a thing? No. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm 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 skewering you right now. Yeah, I mean we're not keeping score, but it's a really good thing for you, Drew. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'm like I'm over three. I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Bobby dated a monster. 
I'm going to go with Fanon. My reason being, especially after what we just watched in the last few days, which is the or Bobby's encounter with his dead wife in his dream. He has not had a serious relationship or even a date since then because he's too upset and heartbroken. So he hasn't dated anyone, let alone a creature. Rochelle? Canon. It's canon. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Before or after his wife? After. This is from the seasons that I was like a little bit like angry about. Is this kind of like the Sarah Gamble era where everyone yes! was kind of like mad with things? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's going to be the era where so much bullshit happens that we sort of just like brush under the carpet as a fandom. There are a lot of things in that era that basically get picked up later. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, no, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I can't wait for that season because I feel like we're going to get our critical times are going to get a lot more heavy. Let's go with, um, I don't know. I want to say an easy one, but I guess not. But let's see. Sam loves dogs. I would go with Fanon, which means I'm wrong. I'm going to go with Cannon. Rochelle? Cannon. Cannon! Oh, God, I got one right finally. We have two pieces of evidence for that. Dean can play the guitar. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cannon, 100%. I have no doubts. Rochelle? Second that. It's Fanon, y'all. <laughs> this is my fan fiction bleed. I know, I was going to say, I'm like, now I know which, which tags you look up in AO3. <laughs> Dean Winchester plays the guitar. <laughs> it's just so his character. I'm sorry. Sometimes Fanon should be canon. There's no way he did not like steal a guitar at a young age and hide it from John and play it when he, John was out. Have you seen the outfit he wears and just e even his like necklace? Okay, that guy is definitely strumming a guitar. Can you at least confirm for me, is this non-canonical because we never see it or non-canon like we have evidence of him picking up a guitar and being terrible? He does destroy a guitar. We never truly see him picking up a guitar. So there is truly no evidence that says that he doesn't play. I can live with the idea that there is now the fan space, the, 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 the gap that we can play in that he potentially could be a masterful guitarist and just no one ever gave him a chance. Moving on. Sam loves learning about serial killers. We've already discussed this. We had an episode on this. It's canon 100%. We saw how excited he got with H.H. Holmes. Rochelle? Yep. Canon. Point for Drew. Point for Drew. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Sam likes theater. I'm going to have to go with canon. There's a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is because Dean would make fun of him for it. Rochelle? I'm going to say fanon because who knows now with my mistake about the guitar. <laughs> It's actually canon, and we have discussed this, you guys. When did we discuss him watching In Shadow, theater? in season one. He played in, um, I think it was Death of a Salesman? You know if he continued, like, like, younger, like, school days, he totally would have been a theater too. Now we know who pays attention during our episodes, huh, huh, huh. I'm sorry, I forgot that one very <laughs> obscure fact from three, three, what, 30 episodes ago? Somehow I have a feeling that we did this last year, but I, my memories are a little bit fuzzy. <laughs> Sam loves Celine Dion. Yeah, yeah, he does. Rochelle? I love watching you struggle. It's so great. I love it. Canon. Canon. <laughs> as, a, as a fellow Celine lover, I recognize a fellow Celine lover. <laughs> there you go. It's all in the hair. It's all in the hair. All right, next. Dean has ADHD. I know we've discussed it as something people see in him and read in him. I am almost a million percent sure the show will never confirm nor deny it. So I'm going to say Fanon 
although it should be canon. It's canon. I have to say that this one I debated including because I feel like that could be debated. The person who submitted it said fanon, but again, I feel like there is text to support this. So while it's never said explicitly, I think that it's easy to say that in the subtext, you could say that Dean has ADHD. Like our read has been pretty canonical about it over the last like, you know, three seasons of this podcast. So it's difficult to say because I think we could all agree that it would be canon for us. But was it ever explicitly written in the 15 seasons? No. So then is it fanon? I think that is a ambiguous one. Just like the guitar. I'm calling ambiguity. <laughs> Same. I agree, Drew. Just like the guitar. There is no evidence against it. <laughs> and it is so incredibly likely based on context clues that it's almost canon. I feel like there is more evidence supporting Dean has ADHD than Dean plays the guitar, personally. Um, Mary, I feel like I could debate that they are equally supported. <laughs> I think the problem is they're two very different attributes for a person to debate that it feels unfair to compare them but i'm now i'm now positioning a new category of implied canon implied canon i'm gonna have to write that down because i don't know if i'll remember it for next year i'm already gonna forget it next year drew's halfway through his drink this is where the real stuff comes out now (laughs) this is is where i usually break out the wine and you guys are so surprised (laughs) time travel is real canon or fanon This time last year doing this show, had you told me that aliens abducting somebody would happen in the show, I would have totally said Fanon and been wrong. So I'm going to say time travel is real. And knowing an episode coming up that does play with time, that is not an example of time travel, but I'm still going to say time travel is real. Rochelle? Fanon. Canon. I'm shooting the shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to give some to to Drew. (laughs) All right. I see. You know, we can both be right. It's not a competition. (laughs) You're allowed to agree with me. I know. All right. Is this like a one-off episode where they very much focus on it? Or is this like a, we just learn that, oh, some demons can control time. And that's the thing that happens. Fucking deal with it. So time travel is present in many episodes of Supernatural in various different settings as well. I hate time travel narratively because it never makes sense. And like, you're going to hear me talk about this. (laughs) Wow, I can't wait to watch Doctor Who with you. That'll be a charmer. (laughs) I will argue that Doctor Who's time travel never makes sense, which is why it always makes sense. So bad, the rules, but they're so good because of it. Yeah, but in Supernatural, it just, it's just, anyways, we can talk at length about this when we get there. I can't wait to get there. We're on our way because this is season four. Five, I think. This is season five. No, four. Four. This is season four. All right, what's next? Dean writes poetry. As always, I need to tell a story. I'm going to go with trick question. It's canon because he tries to write songs, but song without music is just poetry, so Dean makes fun of him for writing poetry. I agree with Drew. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) It's fanon. (laughs) Ah! How the tables have turned, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, for next year, no more questions about music or poetry. (laughs) Implied canon. We can't argue that now. (laughs) Uh, Dean loves scary movies. Canon, 100%. Fact. I can can give you evidence of what happens. I'm agreeing. Canon indeed. 
Hollywood Babylon, his knowledge of horror movies is too good for not being a fan. Exactly. That would have been 100% canon. It's not even implied canon, even if it had been fanon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of this, y'all. Like, this is just, like, implied canon is going to become something that we're going to talk about on the podcast now. Oh, it is. That's going to be a new thing. All right. Bobby likes getting pedicures. I'm going to go with fanon. No, he doesn't. Rochelle? Canon. It's canon. <laughs> oh! I had to search deep for that one. <laughs> and this is one of those moments where I'm like really happy because I was wrong and I'm so proud of him. Is that the, the seasons of the seasons I refuse to acknowledge? Yeah. I- <laughs> that is in season six. That's in actually a lot of these are from season six, which I think says a lot about season six. <laughs> which also is the reason why I'm having so much trouble tonight because season six and seven are just not my jam. <laughs> but they have so many gems though. Like as much as I hate the show running on it, and we've talked about this before, they have gems. Like, yeah, moving on. Sam gets de-aged. It seems weird enough to be a thing that would happen, but I'm going to assume that it's only for an episode. I'm going to go with canon just because that's an episode I can see them writing. Okay, Rochelle? That's fanon. That's fanon indeed. Ah, uh, okay. It's Dean! What? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> what a cruel trick you played. I'm like, yeah, I'm shocked they didn't do a DH episode. That's like such a cliche for a TV show with 15 seasons. How could they not? They did. You just tricked me. Ooh, ooh, you're good. I trick you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I've got a couple more for you guys. And then I have a reflection question for you. This one we know, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I want Drew's reaction. Sam can't draw. (laughs) It's canon. I know it's canon. (laughs) And it's so weird and magical. And I just, I want to see more opportunity for him to fail at drawing, please. It's so, so good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay i agree it's true <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's canon it's canon he can't draw and i still i i trust in the episode but i'm saying it here just for the sake of saying it implied canon dean can totally draw because he had to draw his own naughty pictures when he couldn't get access to it himself because they didn't have internet or mags you can't call every head canon implied canon drew it doesn't work like that Okay, fine. This one, this one is total headcanon. I agree. I'm sorry. There's no implication. It's four categories next year. Canon, fanon, implied canon, and headcanon. <laughs> this is going to get really complicated. Sam gets married at least once. Something in the whole demony, antichristy thing that he's got going on. There's going to be at least one unintentional demon wedding. So I'm going to go with canon. Rochelle? Canon. It's canon. Okay, the trickster runs a bar. I'm... <sighs> Fanon, I don't know. Something's up with this. Fanon, Rochelle? I can't even say Fanon because I can't remember. But maybe Canon. Fanon. Fanon? Oh, maybe Canon. Is it Fanon or is it Canon? It's Fanon. It's Fanon. Commit, woman, commit. So Canon or Fanon? It's whatever Drew said. <laughs> Fanon. She's agreeing with me. It's Fanon. It's fake. He doesn't own a bar. The listener said canon. I feel like that's debatable because it happens. Actually, mm. anyway, it's canon, but it's debatable, I think. All right. 
Let's do a couple more quickly. All the angels fall from heaven and the U.S. government finds out. And is doing a lot of work here. Well, in that case, then it has to be Fanon, I guess, because the way you worded the question. I'm going to say Fanon. Rochelle, you have no memory of anything past season five. Is that accurate? Yes, literally. I, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to lie. Not even the Carver era? You don't remember the Carver era? I do remember some of the Carver era. I will say that it was a long hangover after season six and seven for me. Season six and seven were painful. Okay, so this question is actually Fanon because of the and. Like, if you ask the question separately, the answer changes. Honestly, I don't know if it's because of the drink or because of the wording. I'm so lost. Let's just move on and we'll, we'll tackle it when we get there. All right. Dean can sing. Canon. He has to be able to sing. It's canon. Did you watch that vi- that that one, Rochelle? That episode? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. <laughs> Rochelle, of course I watched that episode. <laughs> it's got lighting I like. <laughs> Have you not watched all the episodes? No, I've watched all the episodes. Do I remember all the episodes? No. The way Mary phrased that of like, you've watched that one. And I'm like, did you not watch others? There was like, I think it's season eight or nine that I skipped. There's one season that I fell behind on. I can't remember now. I'd have to double check. Like, it was very inconsistent for me between seasons six and ten. I feel like that's a lot of Supernatural fans who started in season five. Like, once they got to, like, six, they were like, nah, yeah, no, this is not going to work for me. And it took a while to get back. And when when I got back from, like, ten to fifteen, I was like, okay, I'm into it. And then fifteen, I was like, I did that thing where I just, like, stacked all the episodes. And then I, I just, like couldn't deal with half of it because I was hearing too much going on. So it's at season 15 is also spotty. I know everything that happened, but I have not visually watched all of 15. 15 is hard because I haven't been able to rewatch it. <laughs> so I'm not as familiar with it as I am with other seasons. So I have a question, a reflection question. I have a specific question for Drew and a specific question for Rochelle. Let's start with Rochelle. Is there a plot point in the series that you still can't believe happened? All of season 15? (laughs) (laughs) I can so relate to that for so many reasons. (laughs) I could not believe that they were giving us what they were giving us in 15. I'm going to stand by that because I feel like it just wasn't what I expected. No, in any way, shape or form. And certainly not the end. So I just have a really hard time reconciling that and believing that that's what 15 years of a television show could give. And it felt like it unwound so much character development on so many levels that it was just very hard for me to. Are you talking specifically about the last few episodes or about the season in its entirety? Probably in terms of the unwinding of the character development would be the last few, few episodes for sure. But I just think it was everything that tracked up to the finale in general, like the whole season was so promising in so many ways and had so much set up and then just didn't really didn't deliver didn't deliver and so again you know like that that I, it's hard because I don't want to talk too much about it with Drew but like that that moment the moment like that's so hard to believe that that ever happened I know I mean you know right I texted you I'm like it happened <laughs> yeah so you know that 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 is just like such an easy answer to me because if especially Drew and you'll see soon in season four from that to 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 that to that moment at the end of the series you you just you would 
you just can't believe it. It's so. I mean, everything I've gotten from season 15, like I know the major plot point, the, the, the big thing that a lot of people were upset about, which is very much the Dean and Cass side of things. But I feel like that has eclipsed the conversation so much, like rightfully so. But I feel like there is so much other season 15 and I've kind of got the sense that good and bad on both sides, probably leaning more on the bad side. But I just feel like there is so much to that season that I am unaware of, but it feels so weird thinking I know so much about it because of just how controversial everything was. Well, this actually leads us really nicely into my question, my reflection question for you, Drew. Is there one plot point that you already know about and can't wait to see? I will admit the things I know coming up, there are very, very few left. I know there is one particular, two particular episodes I'm very excited for that I know for a fact I have seen and I can't wait to rewatch. What are they? Uh, this this is Mystery Spot and the black and white monster movie episode whose title I forget. It's Monster Movie. There are other episodes I'm aware of, like Scooby Natural, that I'm very excited for, but I have no idea what happens or how it happens. I know there's another one where they end up in a TV, like I know I've seen I've seen the 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 like STD drug commercial that Sam had to do kind of thing, like I out of context, but I know what the context is, but I don't know what the episode is or what the creatures are or what happens. So there's a lot of like one offs up in the air that I'm excited for because either I've seen them and love them like Mystery Spot or Scooby Natural or I have like Scooby Doo's in it. It'll be funny. I have no idea what the end all be all of the episode is. And the only other major plot point I know is coming is Angels. Not to be a spoiler, but I know we get cast, I think, season four. Yeah, that's right. Season four, episode one. And despite never seeing Cass's introduction, I know I've seen other angels in the series. And there is sort of this plot point that comes up of Dean is basically the like weapon for all the angels. He's like the holy symbol for angels to fight for versus Sam, who is basically an antichrist. It's that perfect, like almost cheesy dichotomy between the two brothers. The Cain and Abel story. Which is which I'm like, I'm interested to see how they tackle it. But that was one of those moments that kind of actually turned me off from Supernatural on my original watch through. So I'm very intrigued to get back to it now that I have more knowledge, more education, and I'm looking at the show from a much more critical and educational angle. If I will feel the same way about it, or if my, I will admit complete love for the show as it is now and my joining of the fandom will skew my view of it. But aside from those specific points I've brought up, there is virtually nothing else that I know of with the exception of the last thing would be Cass does ultimately die and professes love for Dean. But that is to the ends of it. All I know we could get, you know, like I said, Cass is secretly through cats in a trench coat. We could get surprise. The brothers had a secret sister they never knew about surprise. Mary's been alive the whole time. We could get baby is totally a mythical creature and has been alive this whole time. Uh, we could get, Bobby is secretly the devil. I mean, all of these things are on the table. I have no idea. I just spit out the weirdest things I could think of. The weirdest? Okay. All right. This is interesting. <laughs> the weirdest things I could think of that would feasibly happen in the show and I would still go like, really? The fuck? All right. Well, I feel like this is a wonderful way to propel ourselves into the new year. Somebody write down the things I said. If I got any of those right in just making up bullshit, I want like a prize. Uh, you called it prize? If any of those ridiculous bullshits I said is right, 
one of you gets me a coffee. If none of them are right, I'll get you both coffee. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm glad we have this recorded for proof. <laughs> I know, right? This is I am now very worried that all my predictions were completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's supernatural. You never know. I truly never know <laughs> if th- this game proves that. You've been listening to a special episode of Caring Wayward, a supernatural podcast hosted by Marie Vigouhou and Drew Shulman and produced by myself, Rochelle Castellano. Thank you to our Bunker patrons, Katira and Michelle, for their generous support. This week, we'd like to thank our patrons and listeners for their canon or fan and suggestions. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube using at Carrying Wayward. And don't forget to join our Patreon for perks and extra content. You can use the link in all of our social media bios or go directly to patreon.com slash carryingwayward. Carry on our wayward friends. So Rochelle, do you want to take us out with the intro? Outro? Outro. How's that drink going? (laughs) I can't can't feel my face. I think it hit me. Yeah, I'm there with you too. Don't worry. I think it hit me really hard. (laughs) Yeah, only Mary. No one else here is drunk. (laughs) No, I'm not at all. I'm totally sober. This is the the little... At the end, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) 